All right, guys, welcome to the Uncrowned Kings podcast. I'm your host, Joe Batiste, founder of the Uncrowned Kings movement. We help men with their mental, physical, and spiritual journey to get the best quality of life possible. I'm here with my buddy, Chaz. Chaz, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing good. Chaz, why don't you give the people a little bit of info about yourself since you're kind of new to my channel on this platform? Yeah, uh, my name is Chaz. Uh, I served in the United States Navy for four years uh, in the active reserves for a year uh, from 2005-2009. Uh, I met Joe on the TikToks, and since then I've been working with him to help grow this uh, movement here as well as another. Um, I'm a father of six, uh, second marriage, love my wife, love my kids, and I uh, love my country. Yeah, you, you guys heard that right. Father of six. God bless this man. <laughs> Pray for him. Pray for him. No, so a little background. Chaz and I actually go back a while. He helped me kind of upgrade my first little movement that I tried to get going that was immediately shut down by Facebook because Facebook does not like anything pro. Um, and then we kind of on this journey. This movement seems to be doing extremely well and is beneficial on all parts. So Rolling with that, the more it helps people, the more we grow. Helps. Yeah, it's it's been a long journey, but uh, it's growing good. It's going good, and uh, I really like seeing what's going on here. Oh, absolutely, and for those guys that are interested in anything that we do, it includes anywhere from life coaching, our community, also called the Uncrowned Kings, along with a whole line of merch and cool shit that you can wear and associate with. But anything that you're feel free to go to standwith.me slash jbmotivation for all of the resources. Or you could simply just go to jbmotivation.com for any of the merch sites. So today I wanted to talk about something a little more sensitive in the country right now. Not only just about what's going on, but today's a very special day. Today is a very memorial day, at least, especially with everything that is going on. It hits a little different today. Right. Today is the 20th year anniversary of 9-11. Something that was both traumatic, but also almost like a little blessing in disguise, just from the sheer fact of how it brought Americans together in such a way that we've actually never seen before in a long time, in a long, long time. Yeah, 9-11 really marked... Um a new generation there. It didn't seem to last long, but where people stopped being black American, white American, Asian American, and started being American. We, we no longer had to be angry at each other because somebody had done something so egregious that we could all agree who the enemy was. So taking on that, you said exactly what separates us right now is that it wasn't a black American, it wasn't a white American, it wasn't anything. Everyone was affected in some way, shape, or form. You know, whether you were had something done to you personally, or you saw it and you were just moved by a way. We had a surge of people just ready to go and serve our country. That has completely disappeared now. Because now everything is labeled. Everything has a name. And people don't realize... That when you start putting labels on goddamn everything, on every little bit and piece and person and idea, all that does is separate. 
what do you do when you label boxes? You are separating them. I, I wish people could actually see the bigger picture of what's really going on here when all these labels are kind of brought to fruition, at least. Yeah, if you uh, think about it like your kitchen, um, when you bring your groceries home, you keep things in specific areas. You keep your canned goods by your canned goods. You keep your box goods by your box goods, refrigerated items in the refrigerator. And then you organize your macaronis from your noodles, from your cereals, and, you know, just keep on creating more and more divisions. And that's what we're doing in the American people is that we're creating so many divisions that it's hard to see each other as, you know, common man. Absolutely. What is that? House divided cannot cannot stand? Absolutely. Pay attention to what's going on, everybody. We are so divided. It, it, it's almost ironic because we live in an air in, in a stage, right? Where everything is about in- inclusiveness. Oh, we have to accommodate these people and these people, and we're all welcoming and we're all loving. Bullshit. Bullshit. We are the most quote unquote inclusive we've ever been. But if you look around, according to the media and all the other bullshit, we are the most divided. There is so much hate and scrutiny for no fucking reason. Because push comes to shove, if you even talk to half these people, unless they're so delved into their own ideology that they can't even see straight, we have way more in common than the media likes to give us credit for. Well, I I think the American people got stuck in that competition where it's just a constant back and forth of my struggle is harder than your struggle. Who fucking cares? We all struggle. Let's talk about how we can work together to make it better. Well, no, because then you can't play the victim card anymore. As soon as you realize that, okay, maybe if I actually work at this... Or, you know, maybe if I actually do something about it, you can't play that victim card anymore. You can't say, woe is me anymore. Yeah, and it's a big part of not just, you know, what's going on with America, but even down to the family unit. Uh, women won't attach themselves to men because then they a single mother or, you know, a woman with a man by the balls. Men won't attack no. women because they're afraid of what's going to happen. Well, oh, yeah. Almost oh, definitely. And looking at the bigger picture surrounding everything, it's, what, what's going on right now is killing the nuclear family. Absolutely. And there's, there's, there's a lot of scrutiny against the nuclear family. But guess what, motherfuckers? That's worked. That's worked. Even down to, to, like... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Something like a couple of Canadians. No, I mean, even going back to like the biblical times. Husband, wife, kids. Man loves God. God loves the man and family. Man takes care of his home and his people and he loves down. Woman respects the husband. They put their relationship first. That way the kids have a good example and a good upbringing. Like there's a certain structure that if done correctly is guaranteed to work. Yeah, I think that a lot of people have forgotten that just because, you know, I'm for something doesn't mean I'm automatically against something else. Uh, It's common in our segment of what we do that people think that because we're pro-men, that means we're anti-women. I mean, I'm a father on my second marriage and I devote myself to my wife. But people would think that by me saying that I'm pro-man and I work for men's benefits with you, 
that I am against women and their growth. Right. Literally took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say the exact same thing. And it's the recognition of that if we teach men how to do better and be better and also stand up for themselves and have some self-respect and kind of stop putting up with the bullshit that's being blatantly allowed right now, that that'll eventually lead to better relationships, right? Better communication, better households, better examples. Because at the end of the day, there's always going to be bad guys. There's always going to be bad men. Right, just slapping a label on masculinity and just calling it toxic ain't gonna get rid of the people that still wanna kill, still wanna rape, still wanna murder, still wanna steal, still wanna vandalize. All that they don't care. They don't care what you call them because they're gonna do whatever they want to do. All that's doing is making men afraid to be the match themselves just because the societal ridicule. Strong men create peaceful times, peaceful times create weak men. Weak men create disaster. Soft times. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right now, we are living in an era of soft men and hard times. And it's only going to get worse before it gets better. That switching point, that breaking point, that, you know, that U-turn of like, oh, shit, things really do need to change. Otherwise, we are fucked. That point is going to hurt. And people don't seem to realize it. America... Western civilization in general is not on a good path right now. No, it's got me absolutely scared. I mean, I've, I've got to the point where I'm constantly questioning myself. He's still sitting on the sidelines waiting for the sign or has the sign already passed by and I'm too scared to leave my family. Like, I have to question my place in the world, not just with my family anymore. So, I don't think we've hit that point yet. I think we're getting there. I think we are very, very close, especially with, I don't know if you, I'm guessing you heard about uh, our lovely president's last speech. Yeah, I, I, I heard the speech about uh, forcing and freedoms. and. Yep. I think we are slowly, I, mean, I wouldn't say slowly, but we're, we're getting to that turning point. When you opened up that speech of, it's not about your freedoms or your personal choice. That's not my check, motherfucker. We are in America. Everything is about our individual freedoms. And that's the part that has me questioning where my stance is right now because it's so scary what he's saying. He's essentially saying that he's going to attack the American people should they not comply with what he wants in throwing a temper tantrum. Yes. And what's even scary is that Mr. Vladimir Putin over in Russia over there literally said, yeah, no, we're, we're not forcing that shit. What are you guys doing? It, it's Whereas, sad when but, countries but, that are so locked checked. down can have more freedom. Right. Right. Last time I checked, they were the example of like, oh, that's what we don't want. Motherfucker. Okay, then what's going on over here? But people need to start waking up. And I think, I, I saw a video on it. If they didn't wake up, from this last speech of like, they're really starting to push their boundaries now with the Mr. Hole. Our, our patience is wearing thin. You're not my dad. You're not, you're not my dad. You're not my partner. You have no right to say you're losing patience with me. The only people that are allowed to say that are my family. That's tired of my bullshit. Or my woman that's tired of me passing gas in bed while she's trying to sleep. 
You better be able to lay me down. <laughs> right. Exactly. So if people didn't wake up from this hefty-ass speech that he just gave, then people are more either, I don't want to even say brainwashed, but blind to the bigger picture than I thought. Because they did a wonderful job marketing. And it's not even it's not even informing at that point. It's marketing. There's advertisements for it. I'll scroll through TikTok, and there are advertisements for it. I didn't see an advertisement for swine flu vaccines. Not on Facebook, did you? No. Or anthrax, or it no? Was I'll, I'll it. Talked about? No. Yeah, I heard. I heard about it in schools, right? But my parents just said, "Yeah, this is a thing." And I'm like, "Okay." Like even when the navy, park- even when the navy forced me to take the anthrax uh, vaccination, they didn't force my hand. They just said, "Hey, if you don't take it, you die from anthrax. Your life insurance <laughs> will not cover you." But then even just, then, it was a choice. Yeah, yeah, but now you're going to target the rest of the working class. More people are going to lose their jobs. More good people, good American citizens. And if you watch that press conference afterwards, one of the reporters asked an amazing question that completely got stomped over. He's like, "So you guys are going to force good, hardworking American citizens?" to take this vaccine and all this other mandated bullshit. However, our, our borders are open and they get a free pass. And she goes, yep. Okay. Next question. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something I think people need to take into stock because realistically, the amount of people who are not vaccinated and don't want to be vaccinated or don't want to get the second shot to their vaccination, the amount of people out there holding that line, if we just stopped going to work because they said, hey, we're not letting you work. We will fire you. Okay, fire me because I'm not quitting, first of all. But as soon as you mm-hmm. fire me, who's filling that gap? Caliber. Yeah. yeah you, well, you want to know why? Because they, a lot of what are the videos I've seen lately, they are having a really hard time firing people. They will try to force you to quit because the moment they fire you, that comes with legal ramifications. There's paperwork involved. There's unemployment involved. And now, on the legal side of it, if it comes out that they had no reason to fire you, well, now that's a legal liability. Now you can come after them for unlawful termination. It's, I just can't believe the direct assault they are taking against American people. And I think that Democratic people are not dumb. And they're, they're not, like, blind to what's going on. But now you've got those segment of people who just don't like to admit when they're wrong. And nobody's asking anyone to say, hey, I'm wrong. We just want you to say, hey, we might want to rethink this. Right. Because now it's just snowballing. And once the snowball gets big enough, it is going to be very hard to fucking stop. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I commonly think of the movie uh, The Patriot, where the main character at the beginning said, hey, these wars are not fought on foreign soils. They will be fought out of our homes. And that's where we are, where we're standing fast saying, hey, we don't want to fight this war if we don't have to. But if we have to, yeah, we'll push that button. Oh, yeah. Like, have, have you been tracking what's going on in Australia right now? 
No, I, I heard a little here and there, but not enough to even speak on it. So, take it with a grain of salt, obviously, because we don't live in Australia. So, obviously, this isn't a first-hand report that's coming from, you know, news articles or videos from people that live there or even a lot of my followers that, you know, live there, right? Shit is getting really stupid there, right? Full martial law lockdown, along with an app that they're trying to release. I don't know what, you know, the news on that is, whether or not it got passed or, you know, it's in, you know, testing, but it literally pings your phone. You take it out. It scans your face and your geolocation. And then it determines whether or not you have COVID. That's just straight out of the sci-fi horror flick. So two things with this. One, they don't have weapons like the United States does. All the gun owners in America, that's what keep that's what's keeping that shit at bay. Is that we have a whole bunch of freedom seeds that we would love to plant in a motherfucker's ass if they tried. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the big thing. They they did that uh, voluntary turn-in thing to try and cut down crime. Their crime shot up like 200%. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. How do you stop a gun? With another fucking gun. Not with bubbles. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, how that works out. <laughs> but, but secondly, the point where I'm trying to get at is, <laughs> did you ever see the movie Songbird on Amazon? No. All right, you got to watch it. And you guys who haven't watched it yet, please watch it. It's a movie taking place a few years into the future about COVID-23. Talking about how COVID never went away. There's quarantine zones. There's a few people that are able to walk around, you know, freely because they're quote-unquote immune. Like, they, they just won't get it. So, obviously, you can't punish someone for literally nothing. They at least got that one right. However, same thing. It's installed in every home to have your mandatory checkups. It reads your symptoms. Everyone is geolocated. And take a look. What do a lot of people have in their homes right now? Alexas, Googles, smart TVs. Hashtag George Orwell, 1984. Did you know that the Google Homes have been used by the electric companies to turn down people's thermostats to save electricity against their permission? Wow. Uh, do you know where you heard that from, just so people can have a source? Um, I don't remember the source. I do know that it was uh, an online news affiliate, but I don't remember where. Got it. Yeah, because everyone would like to say, oh, you know, movies and conspiracy theories and whatever it's like no just take a second like genuinely take a second get a little high if you have to that way you think outside of the box then start connecting the dots there's a big conspiracy of you know hollywood media will subliminally show you messages about what they're planning what's to come in the future you know there's tons of stuff about 9-11 being shown all over movies or TV shows, whatever, they kind of was going to predict what was going to happen. Along with a whole bunch of other shit. I'm sure you heard the Simpsons conspiracy. Yeah. But it's hard not to buy into that just a little bit. When things like stream are going on in the world, 
but there's literally been movies about it or books about it. A lot of stuff with George Orwell's 1984 is really fucking concerning right now looking at where we're at. Yeah, he was really good at delving into the possibilities of what might actually happen in the world and bringing it to a theater-type scale. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we've seen a lot of in the media and the TVs and the movies is that they've been releasing over time these thoughts of what-ifs that kind of desensitize us to the actual practice. Yeah, right, right. And so look at it this way, right? The whole thought police... What did Facebook just initiate or launch? What was, uh, fact checkers. No, what you think is wrong. That goes against our narrative. You're blocked. You're banned. Facebook got so bad, I literally deleted all... Like, when they blocked my account, my first movement, I lost all of my military history. All, all of my videos, my pictures, gone forever. I was so angry that I deleted all friends off my second account. I deleted all my comments, all my posts, and my account literally exists just so I can play VR. But yeah. I will not touch Facebook. I I was so irritated about that because you lost stuff or lost everything. I lost everything, and a few other of our guys lost everything. For what? Because everything was under my name. But it was the simple fact that you guys were associated with it. You guys got collateral, which was not fair to you guys at all. It wasn't fair to anybody. They shouldn't have done that. The world in a country where you are free to have a expression and thought, you should never be silenced and shut down for expressing yourself. So long as it doesn't wish harm. Or is any sort of treason or coercion? Pursuit of happiness so long as... Exactly. And that's what a lot of people are missing. And that's what, honestly, we should really be pushing this memorial of 9-11 is the remembrance of that unity. Patriotism. Such a tragic and horrible event. Let me ask you the important question everybody asks around this time. Where were you? Where was I? Where were you on 9-11? I think I was with my mom at her apartment that she lived at. And if I remember correctly, we were in the living room or something. I don't don't know, because she she has to tell me this story because I was a little more on the younger side. And I try to, I have too much childhood trauma, so I try to block a lot of shit out. Right. I know that. For me, I was sitting in my room, uh, 18 years old and about to be a father for the first time. And the amount of emotion that I felt from seeing people choosing to die instead of burn to death by jumping out of a building, it led me to becoming a Navy sailor later in life. I had made the decision I was going to serve my country right then and there. Yeah, because... I think I lost you for a second. Uh, we're back. All right. So, yeah, that, that was the first attack in the United States since Pearl Harbor. 
I mean, you had the uh, McVeighs, but, you know, foreign attacks, yeah. Right, right. Exactly. And what, what, did, that, what did that do? That brought us together. Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we dropped all the labels. So right, what do we do right now? Our enemy is not foreign. Our enemy is domestic. We are literally facing what our oath stands for. What we are supposed to be standing against at absolutely every front from the de- right. Or declaration. Right now, the basic principles of the United States Constitution and all our founding fathers' documents that they created to establish this fine-ass nation are being put to the test. The basic principles, what we are initially founded on, any threat, foreign and domestic, and any against any tyrannical government. And our Second Any Amendment thought. is solely made to really reinforce the First Amendment. Yep. People need to remember that. And since everyone wants to be so caring about their neighbor and so caring about everyone else's health and well-being, and, you know, because everyone is so caring. Care about your fucking country and the land you live in. Not just your neighbor, your community. Not just your neighbor, your state. Not just your neighbor, your country. COVID's not going away. People need to remember that the word patriot is not a bad word. To love your country, the place that you live, the place that you grow up in, and many foreigners who have come here firsthand will attest to the fact that America is the best place to be. And so many what it's like to be outside this country. I have been to the 7% of the world. And I've seen the difference. I evaluate my life. That experience going to, except for this administration, I think for anybody out there that ability, you should join the military and travel and see what the world is like so that you understand what it is you have here. We will, I mean, we would not be in the position or anywhere near the position that we were in if right at 18, if you're eligible, two years of mandatory military service, if not some sort of communal service or community service or what have you. Yeah. Especially if you made a a mandatory two years of foreign service and you have your, you know, your guys who are, have a little more time to take care of your home post for that two years. I get, and I even guarantee you that those people who'd serve those two years, majority of them would stay active. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know so many guys, Politics aside, you know, because I think politics really tainted a lot of our military as well. And how soft people have been getting and people being forced out and whatnot. But politics aside, there are so many guys I know that would jump back into the Marine Corps, including myself, because we miss the camaraderie. We miss the fight. We miss the people. Those are my brothers and sisters that I'd die for in any day and I'd give anything 
to go back. I loved it. I fucking love I didn't get to do all that I wanted to do. God said my time was up, so my time was up. There wasn't shit I could do about it. But I loved every fucking second of it. I was stationed on the USS Ramage uh, destroyer on the East Coast. Uh, 180 plus people. And everybody on that ship, even the people I hated, they were family to me. And they are still. Like Some of them don't like me because of my political views. But those people matter more to me than the majority of my actual family. And it doesn't matter what color they are, what religion they are what kind of accent they got, I don't care. That's not what I serve for. Those people are my family. And when it comes down to shit hitting the fan or somebody needs help, if they call me, I answer. 100%. And I love—I mean, you see it all the time. Just because my following and who I am and everything, I get asked a lot of cornering questions. Biggest one is, am I right or am I left? I don't fucking care. I care about America. I care about her people. And I care about our freedoms and rights and liberties and our overall happiness. I don't give a fuck right, left, backwards, forwards, in the middle, turn around, and all of a sudden you identify as an eagle. I don't give a shit. I care about the American people. You wasn't done. Go ahead. No, you're good. I'm just... I was just going to say that... um... I lost my thought. <laughs> That's all good. I mean, another big corny question I get asked, and once again, I, if you're on my lives a lot, you see it. Am I vaxxed? Who fucking cares? First of all, we're on a screen. What does me being vaxxed have anything to do with your fucking life? Yeah. And that just reminded me what I was thinking. I hate or statements. And there's a reason why I hate or statements. Life is not so basic that everything is, do you agree with this or this? Because why is it that this might apply during this time period and this might apply during this time period? Because the things that I do in my day during the morning are not the same things I do in my day during the night. So if you go through life saying or, you're limiting yourself to possibilities. So when it comes to left or right, right or wrong, I I don't identify as a party. I closely align to parties because of the ideologies behind them. But I'm going to go with whoever is going to do the best for my country and my family. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't understand that is the beauty and the liberty of America. We are allowed to disagree, live two completely different lives, worship completely different things, and still can have mutual love and respect for each other because we are human fucking beings case in point you're a christian i'm a pagan we get along just fine i wouldn't even do that for you we get along great i want to eventually sit down and have a drink with you like i consider my friends not just somebody i talk to on the internet exactly there's a mutual respect there we agree to disagree on certain things and that's okay, because that does not define our character or who we are as people. Exactly. That's the big thing that people are missing, is that ability to understand that because my worldview doesn't match your worldview does not mean either one of us is wrong. It just means we don't align on that item. 100%.
that is, again, goes right back to the beginning of labeling. I don't label you as my, oh, this is my pagan friend and I'm your Christian buddy. No, we're fucking brothers. Get over it. Absolutely. And labels have gotten so dangerous because we went from knowing right from wrong unequivocally to now that people are feeling like it's normalized to support pedophiles as a kink. And that's due to over-labeling. Well, you know, shooting pedophiles in the ass with a 12-gauge shotgun is my cake. Sounds like a hobby to me. <laughs> if, if we're going to start allowing all that shit, I'm going to start to get really weird with my shit. Yeah, I think that ultimately you got to fall back on the primary objective of America. You know, pursuit of happiness, so long as it doesn't mess up somebody else's pursuit of happiness. And when you're talking about kinks like sleeping with minors, you're destroying someone's life. They are not mentally prepared to deal with what you're putting on them because you have a kink. It's because people think that they can simply just change reality to fit theirs. They're trying to change facts, logic, reason, values, whatever they can to conform to their own reality when that's not how life fucking works. It doesn't go that way. I can't turn right and say, oh, in my head, I'm turning left. I'm still fucking turning right. Oh, it's like that movie Liar, Liar. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Jim Carrey, great movie. He, uh, his son makes it to where he can't lie. So he mm-hmm. spends a good amount of time trying to learn how to lie. So he's got a, a blue pen in his hand. And he keeps trying to tell himself that it's read out loud, but his body just won't let him do it. Yeah. Some things just are what they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he can't fucking change it. But if you look at just history in general, because, you know, people are blatantly ignoring history right now, and that's okay. It'll come back to bite us in the ass, and guess what? Then we have to beat our maker. But what? The average civilization lasts, what, 255 years? America's on 247, 248. And if you look at every major civilization before collapse, what happens? Societal norms become fluid. Societal structures begin to collapse. The basis on which that society was founded and worked for tens and hundreds of years begins to blur and when those begin to blur anything goes and when anything goes then it becomes confusion and anarchy and eventually will collapse in on itself you know it's not even like we're closed off to the the ideology of maybe something else could be better because i constantly question myself like you know could communism serve a purpose And then I go down the road of thinking what it means, what it does, and how it turns out. And I look for the flaws, and it just weighs out that, realistically, capitalism has the best way to measure effort output so that individuals can define themselves inside a society without somebody else defining it for them. So the only big issue with things of that nature or any sort of major organization that 
has power. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but com- communism at its roots was made essentially for the greater good of everybody. Yes, it, it, the, the concept behind it is that everybody works together and everybody gets the divvies. However, now, here, now here's where like, they went wrong. They forgot innate human sin. The idea that at the end of the day, there will always be human greed, lust, ideology, materialistic, lust, everything of that nature, lying, um, I'm trying to think of all the rest of them, but basically there's a list of sinful shit that humans always end up falling back on because it's just human nature. There's always going to be outliers, but no one's perfect. And it's because of those laws that things like that, where it takes perfect human beings to work out, will never work out. So communism on paper may look good and appealing. However, you have to remember, not everyone is going to follow suit with that. Someone is going to want more. Someone is going to get greedy. Or someone's going to be a bully or an asshat. And as soon as it takes one person, the whole system fails. All boiled down to one statement. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. (laughs) You're not wrong. So, all right, Chaz, before we finish up here, if you could leave the people with one statement, to keep close to their heart today on this very special and very sad day, what would it be? Take the time to remember who you were growing up before you had all the world thrust upon you. Take the time to remember the days that have gone by to develop you as you are and remember that you are still that person with learned experience. It's always important to build your legend. Because every day you go out there and you tell the world who you are. Somebody tells your story to someone else. You wouldn't believe this guy I saw. You wouldn't believe this conversation with this person I I had. Build that legend in a way that you want to be remembered. Amen to that. I think that's a a good send-off. All right, Chaz. It was a pleasure talking with you. A pleasure having you on. Guys, Please like, share, follow the podcast, leave recommendations or feedback. It's greatly appreciated. I love you all. Gentlemen, stay positive, stay motivated, and as always, stay on Cron Kings.